You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the On Deck MLB DFS podcast right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's the weekend, baby, where we like to take you through Saturday, Sunday, give you our opinions, the stacks, the pitching matchups, the things you need to know. Oh, in a nice little 30 minutes or so, so you can go out and still get to junior soccer games or mm-hmm. still get to the daughter's dance recital and still have all your lineups all ready to rock and roll or, or junior's dance recital or your Ooh. daughter's uh, soccer games or basketball or, or, or softball, whatever's going on right now. That's the kind of world we're living in. We're living in a world where Martin Perez is useful. And we're living in a world now where we've got to change the way we think about things and we're hoping to do that right here on the Line Star app. So make sure if you haven't already, you go over to linestarapp.com, get that Line Star app uh, installed, and uh, you upgrade to the premium product because it is simply the best thing out there in daily fantasy. It's and it's easy to say because it's true. I mean, I'm, it really is. I love it. it it's love not. It, it's not expensive. It's nope. it's cost affordable, and you know, it's. I just again, I go back to the game logs. The fact that it's just easy to see the price changes from day to day, and it gives you a nice sample size. What they've done, if they've hit value, if they continue to return value, if you know they're a fade because of the price, uh, the game log. It's just really. It's easy on the eyes, and that's what that. I mean, I just like I like all the colors. I like stats. I like numbers, and I just want things to be easy. And that's exactly what it is. And they've well, that's, been that's a great point too. Because I think sometimes with some of the analytic websites, it's a little too dense. Confusing. Yeah, it's it's difficult to figure out what information you need to have, or 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 how to kind of sparse it out. But that's not the case online Star app at all. And I I really you know <laughs> like I, I know it sounds dumb, but like I, I just I like it in a very simple format where I can see it right in front of me and I know exactly what I'm looking at and why. And it's it's very helpful. And look, the, the dashboard itself. thing, Joe, is is one of the coolest features I've ever seen. And if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, you just go. To we the sound like an app. infomercial, but this is actually me no, just being yeah, like yeah, honest. About yeah, this is this is us just yeah being honest, talking baseball and talking tools. Like really, I wouldn't say it if I didn't believe it. Yeah, I look at the dashboard tool, and I see right away it gives you all the games. It gives you the odds, both odds, the the favorite and the dog. It gives you the total. It goes through the lineup. It tells you the price of them and what they've been doing and and then even just an hourly weather thing like and it tells you from five to six this is where the wind's blowing this is where the wind is going to go from seven to nine during the game if it goes later on in extras this potential rain like it just everything that you want is is right there it is easy to look at and off the top there's like an at glance just your your perfect lineup from the last 30 days salary changes in pitchers and bats and hot and cold players like it's all right there where you don't have to do anything any research or any digging is right in front of you. Yes, it's, and uh, that's what you need, man. It pays for itself. That's, that's what she's all about. All right, let's get on it, and uh, let's go to Saturday. And we've got Tanaka Snell 2.0. This is the sequel to last mm. weekend's matchup there when we had the same game I feel like we were talking about. But all those rainouts kept Tanaka on the schedule <laughs> to pitch again at a certain time. It was crazy. Uh, so this is uh, 2.0 here. I, I'll still take the Snell side of this one. 
Yeah, you lit him up last time, 12K. Yeah, I'm going to still stay with that one. Are you with me on that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, All Snell right. is he's unreal. And All I'm right, not so crazy about this Yankees lineup. No, me neither. And I, I'm going to turn, return our keys on that one. Giolito I do like, too, in the 2 o'clock game against the Blue Jays as well. Giolito's pitched much better. And if he, indeed, the velocity has been upticked, that's great. That Jays lineup is still a little suspect to me. So Giolito also very much in play. Uh, not so much Hudson Chavez, not so much Zenzatella, and Nola, who, you know, we keep waiting for Nola to turn it around. And you made a great point right before we started to record the show, which is, man, the guy just doesn't catch a break in terms of, you know, he just doesn't, like, where's his, his matchup against the Tigers or the Marlins or something? Yeah, you're like, right. He started Atlanta, Washington, Washington Mets in Colorado. He did have back-to-back outings against Miami and Detroit. Obviously, those were his best starts of the season. And then he, yeah, more Miami, Detroit. That, yeah. he went into St. Louis, played Milwaukee. Now he's got Colorado again. So it's been tough. And then after Colorado, he's going to have a start in Chicago. So it hasn't been easy. Don't want to make, you know, a lot of excuses for him because he has been walking some guys. But eventually it's going to, he's going to turn it around. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the outing, actually, against Colorado. They've been striking out a ton. Um, they struggled against righties over the past couple of years. So, I mean, it could be an opportunity, but I, it's to the point where you definitely can't trust them in cash. It's just a tournament option for those who like to play multiple tournament lineups, and you're just looking for an upside pitcher that could potentially be low-owned. Like, now, on yesterday's like show, we talked about taking shots with the Phillies. I think this might be another shot where you could take with the Phillies. Agree. It, it really is out there right now with Sensatella in that ballpark. It's a hitter-friendly environment. The cost is going to be right on the Phillies, so uh, keep that in mind. Segura, Hoskins, and, and Harper, that, that's that's your stack there. That's the one you want, I think, that makes you money. If you want to play around McCutcheon, too, that's fine, too. Uh, but there's opportunity, I think, with Philadelphia because of the, the fact that if you isolate it into the early slate, and I think that's perfectly fine. You got Steven Matz against Lopez, another one where I kind of just stay away from that game. Walker Bueller, who has pitched better, which is good. It's funny. Been. We want to hammer Walker Bueller, but he's sitting at 4 now. <laughs> you know, I know. And, I, and I know that's I know it's more indicative of how good the Dodgers have been collectively as an offense. But still, I, I think everybody maybe the expectations were just a little too high there. I think but, they were. They were through the roof with that guy. Absolutely. And he's turned it around. I mean he's got two two scoreless outings so far this season. He's coming off a scoreless outing against Washington. Seven innings, only gave up four hits, struck out seven. So yeah, he's definitely he's got two bad starts. His first one of the year, let's give him a pass. And then his third one in St. Louis, who, in my opinion, one of the best teams in baseball offensively. They don't strike out at all. They take their walks and make a lot of contacts. So I I I am in on Bueller in this start. Um, I'm not impressed with the Reds. I think eventually they'll turn it around, but we're at the quarter mark now, and I've seen a lot of holes in their in their offense. So I think Bueller can go in and do enough to get the W. All right, and they got the Indians and Orioles. Uh, this one's in Cleveland. Uh, Means, who's actually been one of the better pitchers for the Orioles, the ERA is sitting at two point three three. He's been one of the quiet guys. I actually own him in the, in one league where it's just you know. You know, in a year where everything is just kind of like, oh, the Orioles are stuck. You know, Means has been one of these bright spots here with old Mancini that you kind of go, okay, well, this guy's pretty good. If you're looking for a, a tournament play, you're going to go up to a bunch of offense. I think Means is that guy where there's a secondary pitcher because Cleveland's not that good. He's facing Plutko making his first uh, start of the season. So I think there's opportunity here. I Hardly ever are we going to recommend Baltimore things, but I think Means is one of these – uh, where, uh, you know, I, I think there's opportunity at the very least. It's cost-effective. And he's shown you that he can compete. And I think against the Indians, they've shown you that sometimes they don't. 
He's got he's got some good numbers too. If you look into them, I mean, the hard hit rate's at twenty four percent. It's one of the best. We're always talking about guys who are up in the high thirties and low forties that we pick on, and he's got a double digit swinging strike percentage right now at twelve point five, and it was twelve point one in the small sample size last year. So you're not wrong. He's been the best pitcher, and I, you know, people like to call me means. I may have to get myself an Orioles tee with John Means oh, in the back, oh, especially yeah. if he if he rakes some guys out on Saturday. I think I might have to go. do so. If you win a tournament and you win a ton of money off anything that Chris Meany says, please buy him a Means jersey from Baltimore. Please, that, that's all we ask for. That's all we want. And, yes, we do accept gifts. Uh, last one on the 4 o'clock here in the day slate, the A's and Tigers. Boyd, who I love, kind of wronged me last time. I'm willing to give that a pass. My problem is, again, this Tigers lineup is just so bad. Not that, you know, not that Megden's any good, but Mm-mm. I just I can't, I can't get into it. I'm, I know Rodriguez has been good. I, I just – I don't know. This A's lineup has been very good, especially since Olsen got back in. So I'm going to take a pass here on Boyd again. It's not a, it's not a knock on him. It's just kind of the, the perfect storm of things that not going in the right direction. Yeah, that's the key is, is Olsen comes back. And I think now you're going to start to see this Oakland lineup go because last year they were one of the better offensive teams in, in baseball. Chapman had that breakout season. Olsen was great. We know about Chris Davis. So I think you're going to start to see it. I mean, they just put up 17 runs the other day. They're playing in Detroit. They're going to beat up on this, on this bullpen all weekend. And yeah, I like Boyd as well, you know, overall, but there is a little bit of a knock on him and it's the fly balls. I mean, he's a fly ball pitcher and that gets him yeah. into trouble. 50 power hitters like Davis and Olsen and guys like that. And that's, 27 that's bombs he allowed last year, Joe, and already five, just yeah. recently five. So in the day slate, we got Snell is obviously the easy cash game pitcher. If you're looking for some tournament plays, Giolito and Means are in there or secondary guys. And if you want to be contrarian, I think Nola's the way to do it uh, or Bueller, one of those two. So you've got a lot of options there. Saturday day slate is actually very exciting. Let's go on to the Saturday evening. You got Corbin Martin making another start here. Uh, for the Astros against the Red Sox. Tough environment for him. You got Strasburg and Lester. Now, last time, if you recall, on the weekend show last weekend, we had Ryu in Strasburg, and we were all over the Ryu side of this. I'm going to be on the other side. Now I'm going back to Strasburg here. I'm going to go back to the Strasburg side. Even though Lester's pitched very well this year, I think this is an opportunity here against the Cubs at home for Strasburg to have a big game there. And, you know, sometimes the 50-50, I want to run away. This one I want to play, and I want to play Strasburg. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of options in this later slate. Like, ding, I mean, ding, you ding, go all the way down the option with Barrios, but, uh, you know, other than that, like Bumgarner for sure, I guess. But Arizona has just been so strong against lefties this season. So, Well, that's, that's – that's, I'm glad you said that. That's yeah. the point. It's like they've been good against left-handed pitching. Arizona, eh, tricky ballpark factor. Barrios normally would be the guy that I would feel very good about coming off a bad outing. I don't feel yeah. bad about him against the Twins – I mean, against the uh, Mariners, but I, I feel better about Strasburg, even though it's I against – Lester's been very good. Yeah, no, I can get behind that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, right, and, well, and yeah. Washington's lineup's going to get a little bit better. We mentioned this on Friday's show with Turner yeah. getting back in the lineup. I think he'll start to score some runs now. Now, where are you looking for offense in some of these uh, evening games, too, when we're checking out the totals here? Do you think we're looking for, you know, he can stay on that Houston train, but it's, it's super expensive right now. Uh, for me, I think it's the Padres. I think it's, it's the – talked about it yesterday again. It's Fran Biel and Machado is trying to hit against the, uh, the Pirate pitching especially the underbelly there a little bit. I think that's a route to go. And I think the Angels lineup is starting to wake up a little bit. I think the Otani injection there has been very good for them. Oh, it has been very good. And they just went through a series against the Twins. Now they lost two of three, but they out hit them in every game. I think they had like 17 hits in the final game of that series and lost 8-7. So Tani gets back in that lineup. Lestella's whatever is going on with him, it doesn't matter. He's getting on base. He's leading off. And yeah, the lineup has been better. And, and Junis is a guy we picked on all year. He's given up a lot of contact, 
lot of home runs, a lot of fly balls. So I think that's the way to go potentially. And and they're not expensive. Like you spend it up on Trout, and that's basically it. Like Simmons in that cleanup spot is dirt cheap on Fandle. I think the Braves should be able to have success against Chase Anderson as well. Um, there's obviously some expensive bats. But we mentioned Riley as, as a value play as one of the kids that's been called up and, and getting things done. And if you want to spend up, I think it's Arizona. I know it could be – it's maybe a little risky against Bumgarner, but guys like Marte and Escobar, these guys have, have hit lefties all year. They've crushed them, and good lefties too. Well, we're I believe they went up against guy who owes its left-handed pitching too. Absolutely. So, I mean, you get a couple of those guys in, and I think you're on your way. All right, there you go. All right, let's move on to Sunday here in the 1 o'clock games. you got the Phillies and Rockies, uh, Kyle Freeland and Eikhoff in this one. Eikhoff's pitched very well. You know, it's funny. We were <laughs> maybe this is just the weekend of trying the Phillies. Maybe it's just what this is what we're at right now. Uh, and Freeland's going to happen strike. eventually. It, it is. It is. You know, and I mean, everyone's like, you know, like there's some good things happening. They're just not. They're collectively pressing, and I think that's just only a matter of time. A couple of dinks and doings here and there. One big bomb. One big game, and all of a sudden, I think everybody takes a deep breath and, and they get better. And plus, they've got a lot of new pieces. They really you know, do. They've and added they just, Segura, you know, McCutcheon, Harper. It takes a long time for the new pieces to gel. Romuto, yeah. It's Real Muto, yeah. There's like five guys new in that lineup. And they're just – and they've noticed the struggles. And they've just started to make changes to their lineup. Like all year – it's been the same order basically all year. As good as Franco was at the start of the season, he was still hitting in that eight spot. Like it's just nothing has changed. And now recently, just a little minor switch. Move Harper up to the two spot, Segura to the three. I think you maybe you could spark the lineup, but now is the time to get in on them while everybody is not. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you there. All right, so let's move on past the Phillies now and uh, go to the next game here, which is we got Red Sox and Astros. We got Brad Peacock in this one. Boston still TBD. Now, uh, I'm not sure exactly where they're at with the pitcher on Sunday, Rick, because they haven't even announced on MLB. So it's kind of tricky there with that one. But same thing goes. It's it's probably more offense than anything else. And it's probably both sides of the offense here, uh, especially with Peacock out there too. I know Peacock is capable of striking some guys out, but he's limited in terms of how long he's going to pitch in that game. Charlie Morton, again, this is stacking up to be a, a tough weekend for the Yankees where I wonder if all the Cinderella story of the Yankees offense kind of comes crushing down a little bit between Morton and Blake Snell. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of like, Oh yeah. Uh, Those two are legit. Charlie Morton is legit. I mean, he was getting no respect again this season. Ah, he can't do it. He can't do it again. Double digit K rate, you know, three straight years now. And I believe it's not official Joe, but we could see Chris sale against the Astros. Well, That's what I'm going to ask you. Is it going to be sale? Cause they it haven't announced be. it yet. And if it is, then that changes the slate considerably. Uh, and I guess here's that question. How do you feel about sale? Yeah against this lineup in the Astros. I, I, if depending on what the discount is, you get on sale. I'm, I'm in on it. Yeah. If it's like 10, two or anything, like a hundred strikeouts. Well, that's what I mean. He's striking out so many guys right now. Yeah. So whatever the whole wall, you know, I'm going to try to pace myself. Well, that's gone out the window. Yeah, it's just completely <laughs> gone out the window. And you and, fooled me. And the Astros have been so red hot that I feel like there's gotta be a letdown here at some point. And, there's no bigger guy to lose that letdown to than Chris Sale. So if he is indeed the Sunday pitcher and you're getting any kind of discount just based off of how good that Astros team is, which I don't, I doubt you will. And I think people will play it because they'll be concerned about how good that Astros line is. I wouldn't be concerned. I would, no. I would, Ty goes to the pitcher here for me without a to doubt. To me, I had slight concerns against Colorado and he he, and he destroyed them, right? Yeah, exactly. 
it was unreal. So yeah, he's, he's feeling it right now. And again, we've talked about this before. Sometimes that, that high price pitchers on the board, I think people will run to Syndergaard against Miami, which is fine. It's, it's a good play. It's probably the best cash play. It's but the chalkiest wanna, of it. Yeah. If you want to pivot off that and be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take stale. Um, you know, his prices drop down a little bit. The ownership will drop down because he's up against the Astros. And we know that the ceiling is there with it. I'd rather pay for sale than Syndergaard in this one. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. For and that you know, same reason, the fact that you'll probably get him low owned. I, I think that I think the ownership will be lower on sale because of the price and the matchup. Yeah. So I'm willing to try and go through. And it's because it's a Sunday too. Not only because of some of the younger talent, which we talked about on Friday's show, but also because you've got the opportunity here where you're getting a lot of those guys who don't usually play. They pop in on Sundays. You get the secondary catcher. You get all these things where, you know, there's a little bit more price flexibility on DraftKings especially. And then you got Ryu in this late in the afternoon too at 1 o'clock. So that's another guy who's been absolutely liked out. I'll tell you what, Ryu is probably my favorite of all these pitchers. He is having a Kurt Schilling, Greg Maddox-esque sort of run here in terms of strikeout-to-walk ratio. That's just unbelievable. It's like 10 to 1. He's phenomenal. He's been he's been phenomenal and for a long time now. So, I yeah. And, again, I said this on Friday's show with the Reds, with, with Walker Bueller. So I, I definitely can get behind the red. There, there's some guys in that Reds lineup who have, you know, Suarez hits lefties well, but I mean, they, they've just been underperforming and Rio has just been so, so consistent. You're right. He's not walking anybody. He's striking guys out and he's getting offensive support. He's got defense behind him. I mean, if he can just put together a full season, can we see it? Can we see a full season from Rio? Well, you know, the first two years he did. And there wasn't quite the strikeout rate or anything like that. And then he had a ton of injuries off and on, missing entire seasons. And then last year in the second half, the guy was just lights out. And I don't think a lot of people bought into it or they were just too gun-shy this year to buy into it because of the injury history, which is fair from a season-long standpoint. And that's what makes DFS fun. It's like, you know what? You don't own Ryu anywhere? Well, guess what? You can own him every fifth day. <laughs> and, and, and I just brought, exactly I brought it. I know this game's on the road, but I was looking at Rio. So he's he's allowed twelve runs in his last thirteen starts at home. That's eighty three innings. He has eighty nine strikeouts over that span and six walks. Wow. Six walks, crazy, crazy. I told you, it's like the stuff you see from like Kurt Schilling back in the day yeah. with the yeah. when he was like you know top of the line with the Phillies and then eventually with the Red Sox too, and just yeah. unbelievable. Uh, Bieber against Baltimore. How do you feel about this one? I know you love Bieber's strikeout rate, but mm. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, mm, because of the other guys out there. Yeah, Bieber is – he's been kind of frustrating. And, you know, the, yeah, the strikeouts and the walks, but, you know, he's been walking more more guys than normal. He's given up some home runs already, 10 on the season. Um, I, I can get behind him a little bit, but there's some other guys – yeah, there's some I'm, other guys I like here. I'd rather, I'd rather just maybe spend up, you know, we've – we mentioned Borden. I'll tell you the guy that I prefer. You know, I'm going to skip one of the one o'clocks and come back to it. But it, the guy I really like is Woodruff, who has pitched oh, very he's been so well. good. And Fultonevich has not been good since he's been back. <laughs> Let's no, be honest. It does, it, something's not right there. Uh, Atlanta better figure it out. They better he be might on the, the phone. He might hit the IL again. If he has another bad start, I wouldn't be shocked if he just no, like hundred percent, oh, dude, hundred yeah. percent. And Woodruff to me has pitched outstanding. Uh, that Brewers offense is going to back him up for sure. I know it's on the road, but. That's not a bad thing for Woodruff, too, because Milwaukee's a tough environment, so getting Absolutely. out of there, I'd rather have him on the road. But he's been one of kind of the quiet, unsung guys of that rotation, Woodruff. Strikeout rate's pretty good. I think everything points to him being one of the great tournament pitchers on Sunday, especially a secondary pitcher, too, with Sale, or if you want to do the chalky Syndergaard play, that's fine. If you're looking for offense, I think it's going back to Oakland. It's Oakland for me, oh, and yeah. it's going against Soto. And I'll tell you what, it, just – 
give me all the shares again, all the Davis, all the Olsen. Just keep and playing they're cheap. It. They're cheap. Yeah. We mentioned it on Friday. They're cheap. There's only Chris Davis on Friday was over 4K on, on DK, and he's 4-1. We're always talking about values on FanDuel and trying to find some values on DraftKings can be tough sometimes. And right now, there's value with the Oakland Athletics getting Olsen back in that lineup, playing in Detroit. The bullpen in Detroit has been awful all season long. Soto did not last very long in his last outing, and I don't expect him to again in this one. So I think it's a great call. And I love the Woodruff call as well. And for Fulte, I mean, this guy is just taking a look now, Joe. 21 innings, 26 hits, 23 runs, 8 homers, 8 walks. No, and I'll tell you what, that's why it's Brewers and it's A's. Those are the two offenses yep. you want pieces Agreed. up on Sunday. I don't care, you know, chalk it up, whatever. It's fine. It, right is right. You don't get extra points for being fancy, kids. No. You just don't. You get points for being right, though. You oh, know, yeah. Keep that in mind. And, you know, and, and if you want to just stick to the cash, that, that's fine. I mean, you, we always like to say on the show here, with MLB, you want to play mostly cash games because that's just a, a much better format for the sport. Whereas NFL, it can really open up in terms of what you can do with that and, and tournaments and things like that nature. But you play cash games in MLB, you play them correctly, you're going to be consistently good, you know, seven out of ten times. That's winning. That's always going to be, you know, you in the black. Uh, Blue Jays and White Sox, you got Lopez and Thornton in this one. You know, Lopez is one of these guys, too, very frustrating because like, he has some games where he looks good and again where he doesn't look good. And to me, that's just not something either way I want to buy in on. So I'm going to take a hard pass on this game. But I don't know if you feel the same way. Do you think this is a, one of the sneakier games? I think it could be. I, I think it could be. You're, you're dead on about Lopez. He's just been so inconsistent. He's very sporadic. I mean, four walks per nine, but at the same time, 9.5K per nine. I mean, strikes guys. We saw the one performance against Detroit. Yeah, it was Detroit. He had 14K. Tigers strike out more than anybody. Well, the Jays are right there with the Tigers in terms of strikeout rates. So it, I don't love it. But, I mean, I, it's, it's an option. It really is because in that Jays lineup, there's just so many swing and misses. They don't have a, lot, a ton of power in that lineup. So, I mean, we could see a line from Lopez where he goes six, seven innings, racks up seven or eight Ks. If he can just limit the damage, uh, maybe he can do enough for you. But it, it's, it's, all these other pitchers we've talked about are just – they're stronger options. It's just one of those, okay, I play multiple turnip lineups. I'm going to – you know, on Fandle, you can't be your one pitcher. It's a DraftKings play only as your second guy. All right. Now, in the afternoon slate, if you want to separate these out, uh, you got Cardinals and Rangers. It's in Texas. Smiley's on the mound. You mentioned the Cardinals being the team that doesn't, you know, strike out a whole lot, makes a lot of good contact. I'm all in on the Cardinals in the afternoon. And I would like to separate these two from the early in the afternoon slate. I really would. Because yes. I would like to have Flaherty. Or and if I don't have Flaherty in the Cardinals, just the Cardinals offense alone, because I think that this is a great opportunity here for them against, uh, against Smiley in that ballpark. Smiley, 50, 57. I actually just like stuttered because it's so high. It's so, so excited. 57% hard hit rate, 57 and a 45% He's basically a batting tee. Oh, he really is. I mean, he gave up 32 home runs the last time we saw him in, in 2016 with the Rays, 175 innings. And this year, he's given up six and 23. It's not a great environment for him. This is bad news for Smiley and the Rangers. Now, the rest of the afternoon is a little wacky. you got Gibson and Kikuchi, uh, the Mariners twins. You've got Musgrove, who was good his last outing. And, and I'm wondering if we're buying back against him. You know, against the against Padres. Diego? I think you could. I, I think, think you, you do. do. I think he's the tournament guy. I, I don't love Robbie Ray. Uh, you know, I love Robbie Ray moments. I had him last week and I got burned, but the, I get burned. He was okay. He was good yeah, enough. That's all. It's just okay sometimes. That's the that's thing. It. It's like, you know, even when he has the thing where it's all 
all like just laid out there for him. He still doesn't quite because he walks. He's I know inefficiency. It's a five inning guy, and I think that's yeah. at the end of the day, even in the good ones. Uh, then you got Danny Duffy against the Angels. There now, here you go, Chris. We talked about the Angels. Lefties, lefties. Is Danny Duffy in play for you on Sunday? I think he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've, we've talked about it all year and he, you know, he faced the angels in his very first start. He went five innings. Uh, he didn't rack up a ton of strikes. Angels don't strike out a ton, but you know, they, they weren't able to really do any damage against them. So I think there's, there's an opportunity, but I feel stronger about Musgrove. I think you were onto something there. You know, he's, he's coming off an encouraging start in Arizona, only allowed the one hit the Padres, uh, 27% strikeout rates, one of the highest in baseball. And it's a great environment for Musgrove as well. So I, I think that's the way I would go. Gibson's been really really good this season uh, but he doesn't have a high strikeout rate either so well, that's the problem all the guys it's musgrove yeah. i think yeah i i think so too that's why i like flaherty so much because he does have the strikeout potential he, he that lineup with odor and and gallo is as frightening as some of the bats might be at times they do strike out they so, really do I, that's one for me where i think flaherty and the cardinals is the safe way to go if you're looking for the secondary pitcher it's duffy or musgrove don't get cute i think gibson's getting cute a little bit because you're right it the is. strikeout rate and ray's getting a little cute too um, and, and San Francisco, as bad as they are, they're not a team that like you're just looking for tons of strikeouts. They're just not good offensively. They, right. They make soft contact all over the place. Yeah, they, they just, actually don't strike out a no, ton. No, no they don't not, at all. They're, they're not just, terrible. Yeah, they just yeah they can't. They don't have any power. All right, so it's time to call our shot for the weekend, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can uh, keep strong here. You know, I I've talked so much about this offense all week, so I'm just gonna. Go with it. No, continue on with the offense that I love all weekend, and that's the A's. So, yeah, maybe it's easy. Maybe I'm taking the easy way out. But, again, you don't get points for being cute. <laughs> well, maybe I do because I'm so dead. <laughs> I was going to say something like that. I was yeah, like, that's yeah. right. Chris Davis goes yard this weekend. you got to lock that up. One of these games, if not both, he's going yard on Saturday or Sunday or all of them or multiple times because, well, he's Chris Davis. You see that's that, too, over the last 247 games. He's at 247. <laughs> it's unbelievable. God, it really is. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, you really do. You get numbers like that, and it just it, you know it makes you smile. I mean, it's it's crazy. And yeah, play right, Christian about, this weekend. How about you? I'm gonna. I'm going to go to, you know, you like Oakland so much this weekend. I agree. I like St. Louis a lot this weekend as well. Uh, I think I'll pick on Smiley on Sunday, and you can go any way you want, but I will go with Paul DeYoung. We'll go with Paul oh, DeYoung. I thought you were going to go Ozuna. I was. I, I was, actually. I was, thinking, I was just I was actually staring right at Ozuna. And then you de-younged, you de-younged yourself. You went, listen, right, off the, you went off the bat there. <laughs> book it. Carpenter, Goldschmidt, DeYoung, Ozuna, Martinez. All of those guys will hit home runs this week. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. Well, who's your one? You got to pick one. It's it's De Young. I'm going De Young. Your one guy. Okay, that's the yeah. guy you're banking on. All right, you got two days to be right. I got two days to be right with Chris Davis. We'll see what happens here. Anything else from a betting standpoint that sticks out to you? Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking that the Brewers on Sunday are going to be the favorite, even though they're on the road. They should be. They should be the favorite. I like so, that call. And if they're road dogs, I think you you jump all if they're over. They're road dogs. I, you jump all over that. I don't see yeah. how that's possible with the way Fulton Evich is pitched. Yeah, I think the the trend this weekend will be you know if you're taking some road teams because there's an opportunity. Sometimes you get that you know potentially road dogs or you know the the odds jump down a little bit because they're on the road. I think you can hammer Oakland all weekend. I think you can hammer St. Louis all weekend. At least the overs in those games. And I like the Dodgers on the road too. We're gonna have wheel. We're gonna have um, Ryu and Bueller. I think there's an opportunity there as well. So those those would be the bets and the safest ones. I believe would be the Mets. Um, with Cindergard heading into Miami, I, I think that's a solid one as well. 
Yeah, definitely. So a lot of fun stuff out there for a good DFS weekend. The weather's supposed to be finally improving. That is also good. So hopefully the bank account will be improving as well. If you like the show, you can always subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google, what else? I don't know. There's a million of them now. I can't even keep track, Chris. There's so many places you can listen to podcasts. Spotify, uh, everywhere. Spotify. Everywhere. I mean, we're everywhere. We're, all, we're worldwide. That's right. Prestige worldwide right here. And, uh, of course, big weekend, too. You got a lot going on. You got uh, the end of Game of Thrones. You've got, uh, you know, uh, I got NXT. I'm taking the kids to see NXT, uh, a little bit of wrestling thing. So it's going to be a jam-packed weekend of sports, sports entertainment, DFS, Major League Baseball, and, uh, of course, Game of Thrones, which I am I am torn because I, I love the show. I'm excited to see the end. I am very sad to see it. But you're sad. And, yes. Yeah. But you got to catch am, up. I have been... I have been binge watching lately so i mean i think maybe the next time we talk a couple you know maybe next weekend i could be done where are you so what's that's city, how hard i'm going are you into? i'm like five now i'm in with the midway through five like uh, i'm just rolling. how'd you feel at the red wedding did you want to throw something or what oh my goodness it's so intense it might be one of the best moments i think of like television history to me like, you know was, i saw it i had to i had to pause it and I was like, did I just, did I just see that? Yeah. Did that just happen? <laughs> did that just happen? Yes. It's, and it's right up there with, I was actually having a conversation with, and I know you're, you're not into Breaking Bad yet. And I know eventually no, I'm, that's my will. summer. I've never, I know, I know a bad job on me. I've never seen Breaking Bad. But I'm going to try that's to. Fun. But like, I was just talking about like intense moments in television, like just like real moments just, and that was right up. There's two. It's that and Breaking Bad to me. There's a moment in that show where those two are just like, even just think about it now, goosebumps. Yeah. Well, look, it's uh, Thrones have been great. Don't believe the hype where everybody's unhappy with things for the sake of being unhappy. Everyone's just you know, sour. Just, come on. Just, here. you know, it, life's, life is short. Let's, let's all enjoy things we can. You know. And look, I, a perfect example, right? I'm a big Star Wars fan, always was. I'm not thrilled with the newer movies. I'm just not. not I mean, I like the Rogue One. Not thrilled with the, the rest of the movies. I know we're going off track here, but whatever. It's the end of the show. We've already done all the baseball talk. But, <laughs> You know, um, the, the last one was actually decent. I thought it was better than the, the Force Awakens. I thought Force Awakens of course, was like... Of course, 100% better, Force Awakens yeah. was like... I'm like, I've seen this movie already the first time. <laughs> like, you know, I just... I don't know. It's just it's very funny to me what people pick and choose to be upset about. And, yeah, it's, uh, people complain. It's a sensitive world out there. I think you said it at best. I mean, life is not long. You just got to, you know... Yeah, enjoy greatness. Enjoy and greatness. Enjoy. Like this show, like on deck. Enjoy Ooh. it while you have the chance. You can follow us at Lion Star App. You can follow us at Chris Meany. And you can follow me at Joe Pizapia17. That'll do it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody. There's only one thing left to do, and that is step out of the on-deck circle and into that batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.